Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic today is May 5th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosper Mike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, here for a Friday episode of Locked on Magic. Going to try and keep things rather speedy. Just going to clean the notebook out a little bit here. Let you all get to your weekend. Been kind of quiet in the magic world, uh, except for a few stray rumors and reports going on. Want to hit some of those and, and what their general impact might be for the team. Just kind of little fun things, I think, uh, as well as an update on the GM search. And then we're going to finish off today's episode talking about everyone's favorite player, Jeff Green. We'll do his player evaluation as our player evaluation week continues. That will conclude early next week, just before the draft combine begins, and then we are going to be all NBA draft and all offseason pretty much for the rest of uh, the next month or so as uh, the NBA is going to, as the NBA draft preparations are going to pick up steam here in just a little bit less than a week. But let's start off with some of the little news items that are coming, coming down to main news items that I want to talk about uh, in this segment of the show. Uh, The Orlando Magic are expanding their uh, 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 holdings, essentially. They're expanding their brand a little bit, expanding what they're trying to do and build uh, in Orlando in general. Uh, The first news came out on Wednesday. The Orlando Magic have agreed to purchase the Orlando Solar Bears of the ECHL. Now, some of you who may not be from Orlando may not know who the Orlando Solar Bears are. So let me kind of fill in some of the details. The Orlando Solar Bears are the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs AA affiliate of the ECHL. Actually, the 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 agreement with the the affiliation agreement with the Maple Leafs actually expires at the end of the season. So they're actually up for um, either renewal with the Maple Leafs or with a new team. And and and. The old ownership liked the Toronto Maple Leafs because they were able to, to advertise the team to Canada. A lot of Canadians traveled to Orlando. Uh, outside of the UK and Brazil, uh, Canada sends the third most international visitors to the Orlando area. There's actually a big, you know, pretty much a, 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 a decently sized Canadian community that ends up in Orlando. In Orlando, so uh, you know it, it, it felt like a very natural marketing, you know, very natural marketing synergy there. I know that the Orlando Solar Bears put a lot of effort into trying to create travel packages for fans to come down and visit the the Solar Bears, see a Solar Bears game, and they've also done that in Brazil as well, just like the Magic have. Um, but obviously, minor league minor league team, they're always kind of on uncertain footing. The Amway Center is pretty expensive. It, it seemed like a good deal to have the Solar Bears join the Magic family uh, and join kind of the RDV Magic family and uh, kind of reap some of those rewards uh, as far as their organization goes. And I think that is going to be very good for providing stability for the Solar Bears. Uh, For the last several, the Solar Bears uh, essentially started, started back up in 2012. In the four seasons that they played since coming out of hibernation, they originally played from 1995 to 2000 uh, or 2001, I forget. Um, 
uh, when the DeVos family owned them originally. They owned the original IHL version of the Orlando Solar Bears. Since then, uh, since they've come out of retirement the last four years, the team has been in the top four in attendance in the ECHL each year, despite playing in the pretty vacuous Amway Center. They don't open the Upper Bowl for for Solar Bears games, except for a few select occasions. Uh, but the Solar Bears have drawn pretty well compared to the rest of the league. So, uh, surprisingly, Orlando does have a pretty strong hockey fan base. It, it, there are there are a lot of transplants from the North who enjoy playing hockey. The Solar Bears have a fantastic team name. Everybody loves Shades. I'm sure you guys saw that Fast and the Furious video that, uh, that the Magic put out featuring stuff as well as Shades, the Solar Bears mascot. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a fun product. It is a fun time. Uh, I covered the solar bears, uh, last year when I was writing for, or when I was writing for the sister site, Orlando sports daily, um, the solar bears went to the playoffs this year. They had a three, one lead in the Kelly cup playoffs before their goalie was actually injured in a fight after game four. And they, they weren't able to get a, a quality backup in time. And, uh, lost, ended up blowing that three, one series lead against the hated Florida Everblades. But, on top of all this, and I think I'll write about this a little bit later on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, either over the weekend or early next week, it does seem like the Magic are trying to consolidate some of their holdings. Um, there's uh, a lot of a lot going on at the Amway Center these days, and, and uh, a lot of it has to do with what's going on across the street with the Entertainment District, or Entertainment, uh, not District, but Entertainment uh, Center. Uh, the Magic are... The Magic founded a development wing and they are planning on building a entertainment district essentially across the street from the Amway Center and it's going to be wholly owned by the Magic and so it behooves the Magic to be able to get a cut of you know from a business perspective be able to get a cut of everything that goes on at the Amway Center because they can advertise events they can bring people in to their develop into their development as well as into their building essentially the Magic will also be able to get a larger cut perhaps of, of in-stadium stuff because they'll own what's going on in the stadium. And I think for the Solar Bears' sake, having the Magic kind of st- you know streamline and, and head up season ticket sales as well as marketing, I think that's going to help the Solar Bears dramatically. And, and I think that the Magic will be able to see some benefit from it as well. It's not something that necessarily Magic fans are going to see very much. It wouldn't surprise me if you see more Solar Bears ads during Magic games next year. Um, which I think the Solar Bears need. I think the Solar Bears need more advertising presence in the city, um, let people know when games are. I mean, I, I went to Game 5 of the playoffs, and it was a 4 o'clock start on a Sunday, just a little bit of an odd start time, uh, but it was not as well attended as, as I was expecting it to be. I, I thought that there would be a pretty well-attended game, but uh, maybe there was some fatigue from all the other events going on in town. But the Magic now own the Solar Bears. Are, are, they're, getting, they're getting ready to finalize it. I've actually heard some rumors that the Magic are considering... Uh, bringing back the Orlando Predators for Arena Football League. If you know Orlando at all, the Orlando Predators are an institution. It's it's frankly really f- kind of frustrating that that there is an Arena Football League and the Predators are not playing. This is the first year that the Predators are not going to be participating in the Arena Football League. Um, but uh, definitely some uh, some big things happening with the Magic. They're looking to expand their holdings. They're looking to expand their marketing reach. They've obviously got the Lakeland Magic coming in in Lakeland for the D-League. Uh, they are growing their brand, even at a time when it seems like the Encore product with the Magic is not doing well. This all suggests business is very good for the Orlando Magic right now, and they're anticipating business to continue to get better. They're expanding, not contracting right now as far as what they're investing in as, as an organization and as a team. 
as we all know as well, the Magic had the ninth highest payroll in the NBA last year, so they're not short on cash right now. They're willing to spend. They're willing to go after things. Having said all that as well, the next thing that the Magic are doing to expand their brand is they announced, as was reported earlier, they're going to join... They're going to be one of the 17 NBA teams that will sponsor a team in next year's NBA 2K E-League. If you're not familiar, back in, I think it was February, the NBA announced that it would become the first professional sports organization to ha- to sponsor and host a an E-League competition, an e-sports competition. So next year, starting in 2018, 17 NBA teams, including the Orlando Magic, will, will sponsor an E-League team as part of the NBA 2K E-League, which the NBA will run. It's a, it's a natural outgrowth for the, for the, fran- for the, for the league as well as the franchise. Um, natural for uh, the league to see kind of this growing market. Uh, eSports has grown dramatically. They actually just announced that the Call of Duty World Championship is coming to the Amway Center in August. Uh, they do hold, I mean, it, 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 to some people it sounds crazy, but they do hold these eSports events, these E-League events, at NBA arenas and sell them out. I mean, I think a few years ago there was uh, uh, Outside the Lines report done on this uh, where they held the the League of Legends final at the Staples Center and sold out the Staples Center. I mean, that's Los Angeles. Um, Would not surprise me if the the event at the Amway Center in August is equally as difficult a ticket to get. So the NBA naturally expanding its reach into this new realm, into this new business opportunity, and the Magic are along for the ride. Um, It was... it's going to be very interesting to see uh, exactly how this works. I, I'm I'm curious about it too. I play 2K. I'm not very good at it, but I pl- I play it, uh, and it's it's going to be fun to to watch how this natural brand outgrowth works. So enough of the uh, business talk. Enough of the uh, kind of business jargon that that I've been giving. Let's dive into the latest on the GM search. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Now, Yesterday, uh, the Orlando, Josh Robinson, the Orlando Sentinel, spoke to Alex Martins, and Martins confirmed to the Sentinel that the team has begun interviewing candidates for the open job. Now, Alex Martins also kind of cautioned that they're still a little ways away. They they want there are some candidates they want to talk to that are still involved in the playoffs, and they're going to talk to everyone that they want to talk to at this point. Uh, it's definitely still going to be a, a developing thing for the team, uh, that, that they're going to kind of go through every stone and unturn everything that they can to find the right guy. Um, as you know, if you go back into our archives on iTunes or audio boom, uh, you can go back and listen to our conversation with Keith Smith of real GM. We talked all about what the magic are looking for in a general manager. A lot of it is about finding some experience. A lot of it is about, uh, bringing in a guy who can lead the basketball organization. And like I said, with the Magic expanding their business holdings, you know, maybe they're looking for someone to really take control of the day-to-day operations of the team from the basketball perspective so that Alex Martins can focus a lot more heavily on the business side of things. Not that he hasn't already. The Magic are doing some very good things business-wise as well. Some, some bad things if you listen to some other reports. Um, but generally, I think Magic business is, is very, very good. So, 
What is the latest now? Well, some of those candidates that the Magic are reportedly trying to talk to have now leaked. According to Mark Stein of ESPN.com, for now, uh, the Orlando league sources tell Mark Stein that Orlando is interested in Milwaukee's John Hammond, Toronto's Jeff Weltman, Kevin McHale, and, and the top GM target remains Cleveland Cavaliers general manager David Griffin. A little bit more about him in just a moment. The two new names that, I mean, we knew that the Magic had some interest in McHale, former executive with the Minnesota Timberwolves, coach for the Timberwolves as well, as well as head coach with the Houston Rockets. Obviously, he brings with him the cachet of being an NBA Hall of Famer, multiple NBA, multiple-time NBA champion, as well as an experienced general manager. I mean, he's shown that he can work in differing, differing styles. Uh, I think his record, honestly, as a general manager isn't fantastic. He's about 500 as a general manager and as a coach over his career, uh, but bring some experience, bring some clout, bring some basketball knowledge with them. Uh, Mikhail, if you listen to him on, on on NBA broadcasts, on NBA television broadcasts, is a fantastic analyst. He definitely knows the game. I, I have no doubt that he has the knowledge. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it, his record, his track record has not been fantastic. And I think that that is saying something. But experience matters. The Magic are certainly looking for some experience. The two new names on this list, Milwaukee's John Hammond and Toronto's Jeff Weltman, bring... Two different, I guess, styles or different uh, experience levels to the table. John, if, if the Magic are looking for experience, there's probably no one more experienced than John Hammond. Hammond has been the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks since two, since uh, 2008. So that would mean that he was there when they drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, that was his baby, and he's helped build the Bucks kind of from the ground up, from from scratch almost. They've had a lot of ups and downs in his tenure. But Milwaukee has generally been on the upswing. Now, they haven't won a playoff series yet, but they're building towards something, uh, and it's it, it, it's Hammond, Hammond was a big part of that, and he's got a lot of experience and a lot of contacts throughout the league. He's been around with everybody in this league for a very, very long time. Having said that, like the David Griffin situation, John Hammond's contract expires at the end of next season, so he's not a free agent. In order for the Magic to talk to him, they'd have to receive permission. And according to some, according to reports from the Associated Press, they've been grooming assistant general manager Justin Zanuck to take over for Hammond when he retires, assumedly at the end of this coming contract. So it was interesting to hear his name involved in this. It, 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 it was interesting to hear his name attached to the Magic's GM job. Obviously, he's got the experience. Experience is a big factor for the Magic. That's something that they are looking for. At the same time, are the are the Bucks willing to let him go? Are the Bucks ready to move on? Is Hammond look I mean Hammond is probably clearly looking to take a little bit of a step back and I think President of Basketball Operations is a step back. I mean there's a lot more responsibility involved, but it's not the day-to-day grind that that being a GM is. Being the being the as head GM is you are dealing with, you're kind of negotiating the deals, you're bringing, you know, under the direction of what the PBO wants. Uh, PBO makes the final decision, but he's not necessarily doing all the legwork that's necessary to, to get things done, to, to sign free agents, to, to make trades happen. There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of coordination going on, but the day-to-day work goes to the GM. A lot of the management goes to the, to the GM. Um, it, it's it you know it's it's hard to tell exactly what direction this team is trying to go in right now. It's hard to tell uh, whether that is what the Magic are looking for, or what Hammond's looking for. So it was interesting to see his name pop up in this conversation. I'm not sure how real that is quite yet. Um, you know, I, 
it's it's really hard to tell, and it's hard to tell if that's what the Magic are looking for. Someone that is looking to take a step back rather than be very involved. Uh, that that's that's definitely something that the Magic have to consider. The other name that was mentioned, Jeff Weltman of the Toronto Raptors, is a very intriguing name. Weltman is the uh, general manager for the Toronto Raptors working underneath team president Masai Ujiri. So this would be a promotion for him to president of basketball operations. Give him, it would make it his show for the first time. Uh, Obviously, Weltman has been there for the building of this team. He came to Toronto in 2013. So he was there to kind of help build the DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry uh, group into the Eastern Conference juggernaut that they are. Uh, Again, it's hard to know how much do you credit Ujiri, how much do you credit Weltman for the work that he's done. Ujiri's obviously done a great job transforming Toronto as the head. Do you give Weltman credit for that? Weltman's going to have to prove, and again, Weltman I don't think's ever been the GM or the head guy. He's going to have to prove that he has a sound plan, uh, has knows how to bring in a culture, how to kind of build everything up again from scratch on his own. And that that's obviously, Rob Hennigan was an assistant GM too. He was the second in command as well. So, there's, there's a lot of different moving pieces in there with him. I think Weltman would be a good hire um, if the Magic can't get some of their top guys, uh, but a very good hire nonetheless. Obviously, the Magic will have to wait until Toronto is eliminated from the playoffs before being able to interview him for the first time. Finally, of course, there's David Griffin. No secret that the Magic are after David Griffin. Uh, his relationship with the Cleveland Cavaliers seems to be a bit rocky. According to our pals at King James Gospel, uh, citing an article by Sam Amico of Amico Hoops, uh, a dialed-in source apparently has described the situation between Griffin and the Cavaliers' ownership as, quote, not great. So there does seem to be some disconnect between Griffin and the Cavaliers that they may not get a deal done. That may be why this this thing is gaining so much steam. Now, part of me is still believes that Griffin is negotiating through the media that he's trying that that all these leaks about the Magic being interested and the Magic being able to get him is being used as bargaining leverage to get a better deal from Cleveland. Having said that, there is a lot of smoke to this fire, and there is a lot of reason to believe that that Griffin is ready and willing to come to the Magic as a front office free agent this summer. Obviously, the Magic have to wait until the Cavaliers are eliminated from the playoffs before they actually get the chance to talk to him, or the Cavaliers allow him to kind of begin looking around. They still believe he's going to be their GM. But, like I said, when there is smoke, there is fire. And there is, this is now the, third, the fourth reporter that has spoken, that has talked about the Magic's interest in Griffin. We had Steve Kyler, Basketball Insiders, kind of break the, break the story. Adrian Wojnarowski of The Vertical also talk, also wrote about it, and now Mark Stein writing about it here on ESPN or reporting it on ESPN. It's beginning to build momentum that this may be the guy that the Magic are really targeting and are focused on. And to take, and like I said on yesterday's episode, to take this kind of a risk, to know that we're not going to be able to talk to him until maybe a week before the, before the NBA draft, one of the most important drafts in the franchise's history. To take that kind of risk, you need to know that you're going to get him. Like I said, I kind of think that the Magic need to have someone in place or, or begin to have someone in place or, or a clearer idea of who their candidates are after the lottery. 
Um, certainly, you can use your lottery position as a marketing tool to, to potential GMs. Not that they're competing with anyone because it looks like the Hawks have have agreed to keep Wilcox in, uh, in their front office. It, it, it's, it's time to get serious, but if Griffin is a serious candidate, you need to still consider him. Because of all these names, I know some people believe that Griffin glucked out with LeBron. I think David Griffin is the best candidate. And, and, and you know, I'm not willing to fully endorse it yet because I do think there is tremendous risk and I still have the feeling that the team is getting played a little bit. If this is real, then the Magic do owe it to themselves to try and see this out and, and see how close, see if, see if they can get something done. A lot of stuff happens behind closed doors that, that, that may be considered tampering, but uh, the Magic need to know for sure before they move forward whether he is a realistic option uh, because they've, they've got to make a decision sooner rather than later too. Like I said, next week is the NBA Draft Combine. That'll be the first big moment. It'll be, it'll be interim general manager Matt Lloyd as well as head coach Frank Vogel leading the Magic's delegation to that. They'll review some of the prospects. All the top, all the top prospects are not going to show up there, so... The Magic will be focusing on who they're taking at 25 and 35, as well as possibly 33, uh, depending on what happens with that Lakers pick. Uh, and then after that, they'll be conducting workouts and interviews. They'll have the draft lottery. By that draft lottery date, you want to have a clear idea of who your GM's going to, or who, who your leader's going to be, because you want them leading these discussions and leading the, the direction that you want the, the, the franchise to go. So... Again, we'll see what happens, but that's the latest on the GM search. Some new names added to the mix, added to the rumor mill. Uh, and, you know, it seems like the Magic are slowly making progress and getting where they need to be uh, in this GM search that they'll they'll have someone in place. And, and honestly, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the Griffin train. I think Hammond would be a good choice. I think Weltman would be a good choice. And, and Mikhail, I think, has his positives. I'm obviously not as high on him as, as some other people might be. So we'll see exactly what happens in the coming weeks. Okay, to close out the show, we're going to do our uh, player evaluation series. We're continuing our player evaluations uh, for the next couple days. We're almost through every player, believe it or not. You know, I, you know, if, if I can spend five minutes talking about C.J. Watson... You know I'm pretty in deep. And over the weekend, last weekend, I did Orinze Onuaku and Patricia Ogarino. I got Marcus Georges Hunt and Steven Zimmerman teed up this week. Uh, and and I actually already wrote Damian Rudez for Monday. I'm probably not going to waste time and, and talk about Damian on Monday. Uh, but player evaluations are continuing as we wrap up this series looking back at the NBA season. And it's time to talk about everyone's favorite free agent signing. And that would be Jeff Green. Jeff Green is a polarizing figure in the NBA, at least online community. In some ways, he is what we all... There's so much hope and promise in Jeff Green. He's always been described as a jack-of-all-trades, but a master of none. And I think that was not more exemplified in the way he played this season. Because the Magic Cope just add his all-around game to the to the bench unit. Don't expect a lot out of him. Maybe like 10, 11, 12 points per game. Uh, and that would give the Magic the boost that they needed to get over the hump. Obviously, I think that the team thought they'd get a little bit more from some other players. Uh, but the team needed Jeff Green to succeed. And maybe that was the first mistake, relying on Jeff Green so heavily. But there was still no indication that Jeff Green would kind of fall off the face of the earth. 
He's, he averaged plenty. You know, he wasn't the starter that many people thought he could still be, but he still averaged a decent amount. A lot of people got hung up on the salary number. A big narrative for him was you're paying $15, $15 million to that guy. In, in all honesty, it was a one-year deal. It was a either he plays well and, you, and you, know, you work out a more favorable deal or you trade him or he doesn't play well and you let him walk. So the, the year and the salary amount did not matter so much in the end. What probably did matter was that the Magic were desperate enough to sign him. They struck out on the other free agents that they wanted and had to settle on Jeff Green. And that's where Jeff Green's career is at right now. His teams are settling on what he could be and getting stuck with what he is. And what he is right now is kind of hard to to say, kind of hard to figure out. In some sense, Jeff Green is still all that he used to be. A decent one-on-one player, but not a great one. A solid veteran, but not a great one. Someone who... I don't even know what. Someone who just seems to have all the tools but can't put them all together. And that was so evident throughout this season for him. In 69 games, Green averaged 9.2 points per game, 3.1 rebounds per game, and shot 39.4% from the floor. When Green was in the game, they kind of treated him like the sixth man. And he played sort of like it was his time. He had a lot of isolations. He had a lot of... uh, uh, poor jump, you know, a lot of forced jumpers. He had a lot of just bad plays. He couldn't get others involved defensively. Defensively, it sometimes felt like he was a step slow or that he was just in the wrong spot. Not maybe not even necessarily the wrong spot, but was not where his team needed him to be. It was a bad year by every measure for Jeff Green. Career lows and field goal percentage, scoring average, assists, rebounds, defensive box plus minus, defensive win shares. He did not have a good year this year. That is the beginning and the end of it. Orlando needed Jeff Green to provide something off their bench. They relied on him. And like so many on the internet said when the Magic signed him, why are you relying on Jeff Green for that? Why are you putting so much on Jeff Green to the success of your team? And it's not on Jeff. Jeff's not a bad guy. But he just had a bad season. And the question now becomes, can he salvage his career? What are his NBA skills? He's obviously a good enough player to be in the NBA. 
But to be a sixth man or rotation player, even on a team like the Magic, it didn't work out. It was just a bad year for him. The Magic probably got Jeff Green at his worst. And so now I think the question for for Green is, how do I recarve my NBA career, my NBA niche, my NBA identity? It's not going to happen in Orlando. I don't see any scenario where the Magic keep Jeff Green. I think he enters free agency, certainly for the fact that he has a like $18 million cap hold. The Magic will renounce, his, renounce any rights that they had to him so they can clear that cap hold and have a little bit more cap room to, to use this summer. That's, that part's important. And I think the Magic will move on from him. And someone will sign Jeff Green. And the hope will begin again. And he may play better for them because their roster is probably better built. But it was just a bad year for Jeff Green. And I think, I think everyone can agree with that. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. A happy Friday to everyone. As we have done all to- every day since the end of the season, it is time for today's hashtag one lottery per day. As always, send me your one lottery per day. Just simulate your lottery once. Just do, just do it once. Don't don't try and make it so the Magic win. I'll, I'll know. I'll know. Send your send your one lottery per day to me on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as at OmagicDaily using the hashtag one lottery per day. We are officially 11 days to the NBA Draft Lottery on May 16th. So get excited for that. The future of the Orlando Magic in the balance. I, I saw a podcast with Jason Tatum the other day. Lonzo Ball released his new shoe, whatever it's supposed to be called for a ridiculous amount. Let's simulate today's lottery. Not a good one for the Magic today. We're going to end the week on a downer. Your top three, the New York Knicks get the third pick. The Lakers get the second pick, so the Magic will not get that pick. And the number one pick goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Orlando Magic, that means fall to seven, dropping two spots. So uh, not a good one. The Magic getting the seventh pick for the third time in the, let's see, eight plus 11, 19 times that I've done a one lottery per day. Uh, Minnesota getting the first pick for the second time. Your official standings here, the Lakers have gotten the first pick Five times, the Magic four times. The Magic have landed the first or second pick four times. The third, sixth, and seventh pick three times. Um, like I said, this is non-mathematical. It's kind of to show you that A, the odds do tend to play themselves out, that you do tend to, to go where you're supposed to go, but also to show how completely random the draft lottery is. Like I said, Magic got in the first or second pick four times. They've landed the third, sixth, and seventh pick three times. Obviously, they're the fifth pick, they don't they have the second best odds to land the fifth pick, uh, which they've gotten twice. Uh, they've gotten the Lakers pick eight times, haven't gotten the Lakers pick 11 times, and obviously today they did not either. So 11 days to the NBA draft lottery. We'll keep on doing this. Keep having fun with it. Send me your one lottery per day results to on Twitter to at LockedOnMagic as well as at OmagicDaily. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, as well as like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, follow us online at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And 
I'd be remiss if I didn't give give publicity to this. For the latest on the NBA playoffs, check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Any, every team in the NBA, especially every team in the NBA playoffs, is covered by a local beat writer, local commentator like myself. Uh, so they will give you the best picture inside every single team left in the playoffs. Your best place to get recaps on the playoffs. I know that our pals at Locked On Celtics uh, with John Kralis, uh, and Jay King, as well as Sean Grandy, ha- will have a fun episode in place after the Celtics lost to the Wizards in a in a brawl of a game almost uh, on thir- on Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as well as be sure to check out Tass Mellis visiting Sean Woodley of Locked On Raptors, and I believe that there is a special guest on Locked On NBA coming up too with David Locke, who runs Locked On Jazz. So be sure to check out all those great podcasts. Be, be up to date on the best team on the NBA playoffs as well as the other teams in the NBA with the Locks On Podcast Network. You can find that on iTunes and Audioboom, just like you can find Locked On Magic on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. That's going to do it for me for today for Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Have a great weekend. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17